You're listening to the Grace Sermon Podcast with messages from Pastor Chris Twightman and the community at Grace Lutheran Church, Huntington Beach. We're a family church that exists to engage life together and impact our neighborhoods as disciples of Jesus. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us online at gracehb.org. Now, stay tuned for today's message. So we're going to go from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28, if you want to put your finger there, to the Gospel, uh, sorry, to the book of Acts uh, right after that, the book of Acts chapter 16. But first, from the Gospel of Matthew, starting in verse 16 in chapter 28, it reads, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And if you want to flip over to the book of Acts, chapter 16. Chapter 16, and we'll be reading in verse 6. Book of Acts, chapter 16 reads, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Tyria and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mesa, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to go. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm going to put these two scriptures together for you really quickly. But what I want to make by way of observation, if you haven't been with us, um, you're a guest, a lot of guests here today. We've been spending uh, the last several weeks going through a series we're calling Go and Do Likewise, Loving Our Neighbors Like Jesus. And we've been looking in particular, getting all the way to Easter and beyond of the different ways that Jesus himself loved his neighbor and learning from that. Because one of the things that we understand, we're coming to understand even more as a community, is the story of the Bible the whole Bible reveals relationships as the most vital aspect of our human existence. I mean, if you think about the significance of Christ coming down, Jesus is the word made flesh, demonstrates how significant relationships, the most significant thing to God is his relationship with us, our relationship with each other, and our relationship even with ourselves. And we can point to the truth of this because Jesus himself reinforces that this is the case when he summarizes the entirety of biblical instruction as being two responsibilities. It all comes down to two things Jesus says, loving God and loving one's neighbor as oneself. The centrality of love, which is both the essence of who God is and the reason and purpose for which we were created by God is experienced and shared through our relationships. And relationships are not static, are they? They don't just happen. To be in relationship requires movement and engagement. And Jesus also, as we just heard, underscores this by framing the great commandment through a metaphor that's geographical. The relationships we are to enter into, the love we are to give, receive, and share is not confined to our family or our people. We are to love our neighbor, Jesus says. The person who is in proximity to us. And that person could be anyone. That person could be a sister, a friend, a stranger, a foreigner, even an enemy. 
And just in case, we maybe sometimes want to skip over that part of Scripture and say, well, Jesus just said that in the moment. That's not really what Jesus had in mind. You heard at the very end of the Gospels, and it actually takes place again in the start of the book of Acts. Jesus, this is exactly what he meant when he boiled the entirety of the Bible down to this. We know this because he gives us the Great Commission. Having both uniquely accomplished and definitively modeled what the integration of love of God and love of neighbor looks like through the work of the cross and the resurrection, Jesus, as he's about to ascend to heaven, turns to his disciples and tells them, now, go, do and, go and do likewise. Make disciples. You heard it. Make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And this is more than just a lifestyle. It's more than just a Sunday morning. Loving our neighbor means more than just mustering prayers for them or even donations for anonymous people we've never met. Those things are great, and they are. They're significant, but that's not the limits of the, that Jesus calls us to. Jesus' charge involves geography. And when this commission gets repeated at the start of the book of Acts, Jesus underscores it by saying, I'm sending you to Jerusalem. I'm sending you to Judea, to Samaria. And if, in case that we stop there, he says, to the ends of the earth. These relationships that we talk about, born of Jesus' love, are to be played out in the very real and concrete proximity of our neighborhoods. And what I share with you, a little excerpt from the book of Acts, is this is God's vision. And sometimes there are places we want to go, and there are sometimes there are places God says, no, this is where I need you to go. And today, you're going to hear, we've had different listening panels where we've heard from different members of our community, of, from different branches who shared with us what they see in their daily lives, what they perceive in the community. But today, you're going to hear about a vision where God said, this is where I need you to go. This is a community that I need you to go into. And for several years, great things have been happening. The Spirit of the Lord has been upon, upon the community of Oakview. And if you don't remember Oakview, if you haven't been with us, we heard about Oakview in one of our listening panels. Oakview is in our own backyard. It's in Huntington Beach. I think we have it on a map if we want to just put up that one slide. Oakview is a community that you can kind of see it right there that has long been neglected in Huntington Beach. And today, I don't want to steal any thunder. We're going to hear a story about how God created a vision and people answered that call and how other people are being called to even further that vision. And so at this time, I want to introduce you to a couple of people who we're going to hear from and it's going to be an amazing time and uh, we're going to learn a lot this morning. And I hope we're, our, we don't just hear things, but we're also called to respond as well. So first, I want to in invite uh, up here Matt Johnson and Jake Peering. They are both the founders and the executive directors of a nonprofit organization called Common Ground. Guys, come right up here. And this is located right in the heart of Oakview in Huntington Beach. This ministry started back in 2013, and it has the sole purpose of reaching junior high and high school age kids in the community through its various ministry programs. And you're going to see pictures from um, Common Ground in Oakview as we're talking with them. So, guys, we're so welcome. Can we give them a warm welcome this morning as well? Thank you. Thank you. This is going to be a story about a ministry that's already begun, but that's continuing to grow, that God continues to bless, and there's great need. And then out of this ministry, out of other churches kind of hearing the call, God coming in the same way that man in Macedonia did in a dream, that coalition of churches that I talked about that's a part of Restore HB, part of that is just feeling led by God to come together with no, no ownership other than to simply make it happen to support the planting of a church in Oakview, organically planting it, and that has been a long process of prayer, of study, of talk, and 
we've reached a place and we're a part of that coalition of actually finding a couple who believe God has called them to be a part of that plant. They've gone through an incredible process of vetting. They're beginning a process of training and preparation and I'm excited to introduce you to them today and for you to hear their story. I'd like to invite Abraham and Yuli Perez to come up. Yuli Perez to come up as well. All right, let's get right to it. So what I would love to do first, um, and again, I'll pass the mic so you guys can have a chance to hear, and there's water behind you if you need it. Just share a little bit about your own story, just your own, just kind of where you've been, where the Lord's brought you, just to give people some, sort of a little bit more of a context to get to know you. So guys, uh, I'm Jake, and, you know. Is it on? I don't think so. Check, check. I need to turn this on. Oh, it's on. Is it on? Check, check, check. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, what's up, guys? I'm Jake. Um, I'm actually from the Midwest. We adjusted. There we go. There we go. Is it on now? <laughs> okay. So, um, we're good now? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I am from the Midwest. I'm from Wisconsin. Um, I moved out here about uh, seven years ago. Um, didn't know really what was going to happen. I grew up going to church, um, uh, went to a Christian high school, uh, went to college, um, and kind of just through that whole process was just kind of just going through the motions. Um, I kind of really made my faith my own when I was 21 um, out here in California. Um, and then I moved in with uh, Matt down in Newport. Um, we decided we were trying to go on some sort of mission trip um, or just to do something out and we wanted to go to Africa, South Africa and um, just kind of looking for something to do and then we uh, got hooked up with a, um, a, um, a nonprofit called The Left. They teach kids in um, a township in J Bay, um, teach township kids how to surf and then uh, teach them about the Lord and uh, so we got plugged in with that. We were out there for three months and I mean that kind of just radically changed my life um, and it, it uh, kind of inspired a lot of what we do today um, in, in Common Ground. So I don't know if that's... That's good. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good. lot more to that story. But. Yeah, my name's uh, Matt Johnson. And uh, yeah, I grew up in... Uh, in that, near the, hand you a new mic. Let's just, oh. just, just hold this. There we go. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in a small town near the, de near the desert um, and moved... Orange County area when I was 13, and uh, I grew up with a, a father as a pastor, um, so I grew up in the church, and I always grew up doing missions work, which was, uh, which was always fun for me, but I always grew up doing um, missions abroad, so I'd go to Mexico, or I'd uh, spend time in Russia, or um, South Africa, and different places, um, and it wasn't until um, 2013 when I really got um, plugged into just our, our own so we can actually switch this has been fixed we're playing like musical chairs with our mics but that's fine Hello. hi uh, my name is Abraham uh, I'm born in Mexico I'm from Mexico City uh, I have I've been here in California 20, 20 years and I grew up in a, in a Christian home. I born in a Christian family, and I've been in church since I remember. 
So, and I really didn't know why God bring, brought me here to the U.S., and especially here in California. Um, but now I understand that God is calling us to do something different in this community, be part of the God's uh, work in this, this city. And I'm glad to be here today sharing this with you guys. And my wife is going to share a little bit more of us. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Hi, my name is Yomi Perez. Um, uh, Abraham and I have been married 13 years. We met back in 2003. Um, we're married, and we have three children now. Um, we've been working at my home church. I've been there since uh, I was baptized back when I was 11 or 12 years old. I can't remember. Um, for the past 20 years. Um, and God in the last year has talked to us, has spoken to us directly, and has directed us over here to Huntington Beach. We're currently residing in Orange, in the city of Orange. And I don't know what God has for us, but he knows uh, he's leading us over here. Um, we got the opportunities to start this project of planting a church in um, the community of Oakview. Um, and we're just grateful that he's chosen us, that he's looked upon us, and he wants us to do this for him. Well, we'll keep it there, so we'll go back this way. Um, thank you guys just for giving us, just scratching the surface. I, I know there's a lot more to your story, um, and, and some of that may come out in our conversation. What I'd like you to do now, and I know for, for both of you, maybe even share how you've come to this, to the point that you are right now, and for you guys, how did you come to get connected to Oakview? Meaning, how did that suddenly get on your, did the Lord put that on your radar, and then kind of what led to where, you're, where, you're, where you are right now? Um, what was the question? How did you get to... How, tell them a little bit more about your process of how you got okay. involved in the planting of the church in Oakview. Planting of the church. Yeah. Well, we're still in the beginning stages. Um, we've taken an assessment. We're in training at this moment for a couple more months. Um, but basically, God has uh, directed us to lead and disciple his people. Um, for this community, we understand that Oakview is a community that um, has probably suffered domestic violence, high crime rates. Um, um, a different um, categories where um, they need the help. Um, I know a lot of organizations are going in and helping. And just, um, I just have a couple of stats that I looked up before. Um, Oakview in the last decade um, has improved. Um, there has been an increase, 50% increase in student graduating from local schools, a 39% increase in Oakview college enrollment rates, a 28% reduction in, in childhood obesity, 49% re reduction in property damages, 13% reduction in drug crime, and 41% reduction in violent crimes overall. And just in the last decade, there has been organizations and nonprofits and people coming into Oakview, such as Common Ground, going in and working with the community to improve, um, improve these rates, and I know that planting a church is, is the mission that we've been called for for our family, um, and that's what we want to do. Awesome. Yeah, and for, for us, as Jake mentioned, we had done um, some mission work in South Africa doing uh, surf, surf missions, if you will, and we, took, uh, we would take kids from the township areas in South Africa and teach them how to surf and share the gospel with them. Um, so that was back in 2012. And then uh, we got back to California, where we're from, and um, yeah, we, we got, I got a normal job, um, nine to five, and, and uh, 
I was attending our church, and our church always talked about this community called Oakview, and they were wanting to plug into it and, and start investing in that. And one of the ways they were investing in it was through um, helping out with the local elementary school, you know, going in and providing lunches for teachers or for um, doing back-to-school festivals, helping out kids get backpacks and whatnot, and just doing what they could to, to invest in the community. And um, Jake and I sort of had this idea. We're like, well, what if we just kind of did what we did in South Africa, but for this community? And so uh, one day, Jake and I just drove to Oakview, didn't really know, had never been there before, um, and we just started knocking on doors. And so we knocked on doors all around the community, and we printed off these really poorly made um, <laughs> Uh, flyers to, to take kids surfing. Probably looked a little creepy, just two, two kids. Um, and um, yeah, so we, we didn't really know what we were doing. We just felt, you know, God calling us to, to continue the work we had just kind of learned and spent a few months doing back in Africa. And, and uh, we, we had eight kids the first year, and we would we'd pick them up in our own cars. We had a few volunteers that, that wanted to help us out, mostly our friends. And we would take them down to the beach in Huntington, and we would teach them how to surf, and mainly just kind of play at the beach. And we provided a meal for them, and we we went through a Bible study with them. Um, we did that for a whole month in the summer, and after that month, we thought, huh, like we got to know these kids, and and some of those kids had never been to the beach before, and we were not even that far from the beach, and pretty much none of them had been camping, so we're like, well, let's take them camping. Um, I love camping. I actually was just camping this last weekend. I, I kind of got here just in the nick of time. <laughs> um, but it's something I grew up with, doing with my family and things I, I took for granted, and, um, and so I was like, well, let's take these, these eight kids camping, and so we did that, and we did a little um, youth group camp trip with these kids, and none of these kids had had a youth group that they grew up in, and um, so we did that, and we, we grew, we, we learned quickly the, the demographic of, of who we were um, working with, the kids, and, and so we, th we thought, you know, that some of these kids have accepted Christ during this weekend, and the worst thing um, is to, to have a kid accept Christ and then not follow up with them, not disciple them, so we um, started going every Tuesday to the local school there, we were able to use the, the playground uh, <laughs> for our Bible study, so kind of near the swings, and we did that, and there was sometimes there was one kid, sometimes there was eight kids, sometimes there was 10 kids, um, and we did that for the whole year until the next summer, and the next summer there were 60 kids in our surf camp, and so we just, we were blown away by how God just, just continued to um, bless us, and we had this little garage that... Um, a, a mother in the community was was allowing us to use, and when she'd pull out our car for work, we would put in all of our boards and wetsuits in there, and it was filled with spiders and filled with, um, we, we found a couch by the dumpster, and we used that, put it in there to hang out, and uh, it was our own, and it was, it was really fun. Um, and we just kept doing that for every year, and we, we worked our normal jobs, and we just kept this Bible study going. We, it started growing and growing, and um, back in 2014 is when I decided, let's turn this into a nonprofit. Um, I'd never done a nonprofit before, so I didn't know what I was doing, and we formed that nonprofit in 2014, and we started really praying into what would it look like to have a full-time presence. You know, we are coming every week, um, but we, we wanted more. We wanted to, we, we felt like God was calling us to even more. 
Um, and so back in 2014 is when we formed and actually called it Common Ground. And um, now today we have a full warehouse where we're open every day, Monday through Friday, and we have about seven different ministries that we run through our doors, and um, hundreds of kids come through our doors every week um, for different Bible studies. We have a girls group, a junior high group, a high school group, um, just a, a lot of things going. And it's just been, it's really been the story of, of staying consistent and, and continuing to see um, God provide and show us that he's bigger than what we originally saw when we, when we first started knocking on doors in that community. Anything you want to add in terms of maybe even expanding on the scope of the ministries that you have now, things that have been going on? Yeah. Um, Common Ground, I mean, uh, Oakview is just an amazing, an amazing community. Um, a very small, um, I think it's a square mile. I think there's over 10,000 people um, living there. Um, but it's, it's, there's so much going on. There's a lot of family involvement, um, a lot of um, a lot of parties. Um, it's a little party community. They have like a day of the child happening on the 28th party. They have a Cinco de Mayo thing. So they have a lot of gatherings that they all do. It's a very tight um, community. Um, but there is a little bit more poverty. I think some of the kids, one of the kids lives with 17 um, other people in a house and in a two-bedroom apartment. Um, so a lot of these kids don't have... Um, a lot of, just a lot of time to themselves and, and just, to, just to get away. They go home and then they have grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, mom and dad there. So Common Ground's kind of a place where they can come and, and just kind of get away from it. And then also just we're around them. They have a lot of, we have a lot of volunteers that are there. Um, I'm with them. Common Ground's open um, every day, two to six. Um, and, and through there, we, just, we have a skate park, which I think there's some pictures of that going on. Um, we, have a, um, we have a soccer field, so we have a huge turf field that a lot of the kids come and play soccer and, and other sorts of games. Um, we're called Common Ground for a reason of, it's from, taken from a verse in 1 Corinthians 9.22 about Paul finding common ground with everyone to lead people to Christ. So we use things like skateboarding um, to, to draw kids in, because kids just come because there's a skate park, and then we also invite them to have, to join the skate ministry that we have, so we have every other Wednesday, we have a, a skate night, where um, a pro skater comes out, Brian Sumner, I don't know if you, have any, have any of you heard of him, but he comes, he preaches a word um, that's really relevant to these kids, and, and then we have pizza, and then he brings prizes, and then we have a little skate jam, um, that happens every other Wednesday, um, and that's huge. We can get 60 kids to come to that, and they all invite their friends. And a lot of these kids know that everything that we do has a sort of Bible message to it. And, and so a lot of these kids are being so exposed to, to, to the gospel and to Jesus through these. And, and then on, on another, every other Wednesday, we have a, a soccer night that just started from a guy that's one of the coaches for the Galaxy so he comes out, and all these kids, it's, that's kind of one of our bigger ones. Um, a lot of kids come out to that. We're trying to get more of a community to come, like parents. We've had a couple parents come. We kind of want to get some of the dads and, and, and more of a community involvement with soccer night. And there's a little message talked, uh, talked at that night. Um, on Monday, um, every other Monday is one of our biggest events. It's called our Meetup, M-E-A-T, um, um, Meetup. So we have a barbecue, and that's just our huge, that's like our community gathering. Um, one of our pillars with Common Ground is, is community. So we're, we're, we're very focused about building a community. I think that's why um, I get Common Ground's doing so well right now. We have a lot of parents that are involved and, and families that are involved with, with that. And then in every, I'm just going 
trying to go quickly through these, but uh, yeah, and then every other Monday, so uh, rotating Mondays is our middle school night, and we have about 25 to 30 middle schoolers that come to our, our, our Bible study that night. And then on uh, Tuesday nights is our high school group, and one of the dads in the community leads that. Um, alongside Abraham deals with um, a lot of the young adults. And um, so there's every Tuesday, there's a place for high schoolers in that community to come, have a meal, and, and, just, and just be in a community of other believers. And then on every other Thursday is our grounded night, and that's our girls' ministry. And yeah, so that, that all of these things just kind of started from, we didn't really have that planned out when we were kind of doing this, but it's just been kind of really cool to see God kind of just naturally grow these ministries, and, and just, it's been cool to watch them grow. Could I ask you as a follow-up real quick to both of you guys, how did you come to get the warehouse? How did that come about? I mean, you're, you're in a, someone's garage, and then now you're in a warehouse. How did... Yeah, so um, we've always loved the church, and we've, we've, um, we, we go to a church called Branches in Huntington Beach, and um, they, they walked with us from the moment we were, we started this when we were 21, um, and, and we, we got to go up on stage and say, hey, like, we've, we've started going door to door, and we could use some wetsuits, and we could use a, a few boards, and so our church was like, yeah, we could, we could do that for you, and then year two, it was, hey, could we use a little bit more? It's kind of grown a lot now, and so they've, they've been with us for, for years, and their past, our pastor is, I, I love our pastor, and he's, he's seen just our consistency, and and um, seeing the vision that we've had for the ministry. And so um, when we kind of brought that to the table with him, we were saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to go for this. And um, he, was, he was right there with us. He was saying, uh, you know, I've seen what you guys have done the last four to five years, and um, we're going to help you. We're going to help you achieve this. So uh, we started looking for buildings, and we found that warehouse, um, and our church helped us raise, raise the money to, to rent that facility. Um, and we allocated all the money for that facility for, for rent. So we, we covered our, our rent for three years. And then we, we, we said, if, if there's, you know, I still work full time. And, and, and everything is, is, is towards the community. So we said, as, as, you know, before we can even pay ourselves, before we can even, like, have a ministry running, we want to make sure we're there and consistent. Um, so we we've, we've were able to do that for for all of just the rent for three years, and which was a huge blessing. Um, but it took us a year to open up our doors. Um, our ministry was a very much of a hybrid ministry for a while. We were meeting kind of in our parking lot because um, we had no electricity. Our plumbing was bad. We had to demolish walls in the building. Our field was destroyed um, with just tumbleweeds and dirt. Um, and we didn't have any money either. So it was just a, a long process of, of kind of doing it yourself for everything, watching a lot of YouTube videos on how to fix this or that. Um, and so, but that was just a, a, another, uh, another God story of just seeing the community develop and, and come alongside us as we we're opening up our doors for the community itself. They got to be a part of that. They got to be a part of helping us lay the concrete for the skate park and build it with us and lay down the turf field and mm. help us paint our walls. and. And it was, it was actually really cool. And it, was, it wasn't how I would have envisioned it. I would have hoped for you know, a, a lot of money that I could just hire someone else to do it for me. But this was, this was a bigger story than that. It was, it was God wanting um, us to be able to, to have the community we were going to serve um, be a part of, of that with us and be a part of um, that story with us. And being able to see God work through them 
through themselves as, as much as through us as well. So I just want to clarify something just for me. I may be restating, restating what you've already said, but you guys started this when you were 21? Yeah. Okay, so you're two guys, you're friends, you go to South Africa and you learn about a ministry where you can surf with, with people that are there and you guys come back and decide, hey, God's leading us to do this in this community and you just start knocking on doors, inviting kids to go surf and share Jesus with them and now five years later, you got a warehouse, you're Monday through Friday, you got ministry going on and you were 21 when you started this. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm emphasizing this simply to say, to, glory to God, and I know you guys are there in this, but that never say you're too young and never say you're too old. And I love the different things that you shared, the idea that, you know, that's not the way that you envision. It's God, that's how God works. It's not about our vision, it's about God's vision. And in my experience, and I, and I hear it in yours, sometimes even when we initially get that vision, we can get kind of carried away with it and God can go, that's great but this is how I'm going to do <laughs> what, I, what I'm going to do. The one thing I wanted to ask also before I want to go back to you, Lee and Abraham, when you guys were coming in, when you're knocking on doors, when this is starting to, to percolate, how did the community respond to that? I mean, were people, were they, did like embrace you at first or were they like, okay, what's up with this? Who are these guys? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we knocked on almost every door and we had eight kids. So that, that, <laughs> that's a good answer. Um, so there was... I mean, most responses were them looking at our flyer and being like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> and I remember one of our kids, um, he was kind of skeptical, and we were going to have an a, a informational day. Um, and we, kinda, we probably thought of having an informational day halfway through passing out flyers because we were getting really weird responses from the parents. So we're like, probably walking to the next door, we thought, hey, we should have maybe like an informational day for the parents so mm. they're not totally creeped out. So, um, so yeah, we, I remember one uh, kid we, we talked to, and he was with his dad. He had just finished um, doing some work with his dad on a, on a Saturday, and so they're cleaning up some stuff, and he was, uh, he was looking at it, and um, we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have an informational meeting, like talking to the parent. Like, you can come to that, and we'll, we'll tell you more info. Um, we don't really know ourselves what it's going to look like, but we'll tell you more info. Um, and we're going to have pizza as well, which probably threw out on the fly. We're going to have pizza there too. And then the kid was like, Dad, we're going. And so, <laughs> and yeah, so there was, they, they had a good response. And, and really through after the first year, it, it kind of caught on like wildfire because we just, um, I mean, you have kids that have a, a, a life-changing experience. You know, they, they get to go camping for the first time or to the beach for the first time and accept Christ for the first time. And uh, meet a community that loves them and cares for them, and of course they're going to tell their friends, and of course they're going to tell their parents. And um, we did we did as much as we could to to invest in the the community as well. We we started meeting with um, it's called a, the Oakview Collaborative, which um, you get to you get to meet the local police that are um, enforcing in that area, and you get to meet all the principals of the schools and the other organizations, and um, and we got to meet. Um, the teachers, and we eventually um, we're, we just had great relations with the whole community in and of itself. So mm. it was just a process of time and, and getting to, to stay consistent. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Yumi and Abraham, I w I w if you don't mind, just share a little bit more about the dynamic of your relationship, just kind of the experiences that you've had in ministry. You know, you've worked with students before, and just 
how you guys perceive this coming into this planning a church as a couple? You know, where do you see your strengths as a couple and where do you see the places where you're, you need to grow a little bit? Well, um, I'm sorry that, I, that I, English is not my first language, so I'm going to try my best. Uh, it's all good. But um, see, what, what, I, what I see after uh, Common Ground, it's the need for these kids and these um, uh, young adults that we've been working with, uh, having connect with, uh, with Christ more than just a, a, a church. Yeah. And, that, and that needs to open the door to keep connecting Christ, not just them, but the, their families. You know, reach their families. Because the whole point is like to reach the community, not for a church, not for an organization, but to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, to bring them to Christ, to make disciples. And, and, and it's been, for me, it's been a challenge, like, because of the language. But uh, one of the reasons that it is that the, the, the families, they're, they're our first uh, generation. Like uh, immigrants from Mexico, Central, and South America, so most of them, uh, they're just stay in that. I, I noticed that most of them they just stay in that area because they, they're afraid to come out and and, and, and just, just do what they what they want to do because of the language, because of a lot of uh, a lot of different restrictions that they feel that they have in this country, and and I feel that planting a church there is going to help like. It's gonna help to 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 make them feel uh, comfortable, like uh, confidence, mm-hmm. because I, I feel that everyone can feel confidence in Christ, not 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 just an, um, because they're immigrants, but more because they're they're gonna be part of a family. Yeah, they're gonna be part of a family. In in this community here in Huntington Beach, honestly, I've been working around Huntington Beach like in the last ten years. And I never seen Oakview as I seen it right now. Like Oakview, it's a it's a land of opportunity to share the gospel, mm-hmm. to share Christ, to share. To, it's an opportunity for us to 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 bring joy, to bring peace. As they say, that they're knocking doors, and and it's amazing how God has been working through. And I feel that part of this work is uh, planting a church there. And mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm more than I feel more than blessed that, to be part of it. Mm. Thank you, Amber. That was great. That was really great. Well, I grew up in Midway City, not too far away from here, um, just a couple of blocks down. And I'm going to be honest, I had never heard of Oakview. Um, Oakview is a 99% Latino community, so that says a lot. Um, and just from the beginning, from, what, from last year that we started um, into this project, I've been blessed to meet people, to be welcomed by the community, by people such as Matt and Jake, um, all the volunteers, the pastors from different churches in HB. Um, they've been out pouring out their love. Um, they're, vol- they're already volunteering, already committing to, to this vision that we have, that Abraham and I have, to plant this church. Um, it's, a, it's gonna be a Hispanic community church. Spanish services, so that's that's our project for us. Um, we know it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of work. We don't know if it's gonna happen at the end of this year, but we're looking for all the resources, all the help we can get. If you guys know we're we're actually currently living in Orange, the city of Orange, 
So we're commuting over here in the evenings and in the weekends to, to be part of Huntington Beach, but there's so much potential that we see in Oakview. There's so much uh, that we see in the families and the individuals that we've met already. Um, and we know God has, um, has a love for Oakview already. We've seen it firsthand with all the volunteers, all the, all the people that are pouring their resources and their people and volunteers. We need a lot of volunteers. So if you guys want to do something, not just pray for it, but want to commit to it, I know they can use volunteers. We, we can use the volunteers so we can uh, establish that church, hopefully in the next coming year. You're going exactly where I want to go uh, next to kind of close out the time, but um, oh, come on, Brian, work for me real quick here. How, how are people responding in Oakview to the idea of a church being planted? Has there, have there, has there been some conversation? As they've They're gotten... welcoming us. Um, they know there's a need for it. They've asked for it for a couple of years, just speaking with the, the parents or the leaders there. Um, they know they're aware that we're coming, and they're, they've been supportive till this point. Mm, okay. What I would love just to, to close out the brief time we've had together, and this is just the start of a conversation that I hope continues with our community and with you guys and, and with you as well, as this is a, a, an undertaking that's taken some time and there's a lot more that the Lord seeks to do. From your perspective, from where, what you've seen so far, what you've experienced in Oakview, where do you see the most tangible way a community like ours can be helpful, can partner, you know, just cast with us a vision of where we can be an asset. I mean, sometimes we tend, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing these listening panels, is we realize that sometimes as communities with the best of intentions, we can see things and automatically assume, oh, we know what we can do. <laughs> or, or here, we're, we offer something and it's not necessarily what's most helpful. And so part of this has been a real submission on our part to realize before we can dive in and just assume that we know, either we know what's going on or we know how we can help, is to listen and to really be receptive and recognize God speaking in the midst of that, of this is where the need is, this is specifically what's helpful. And sometimes some of the things we think are helpful are not <laughs> helpful. So anything you can tr share with us about what you see, how we could be helpful and contribute to what God's doing in Oakview and what God's doing through those ministries. Well, for, for Abraham and I, um, we understand that this is a huge commitment. And just alone for our family, we're, we're looking to relocate to Huntington Beach or in the area, because I know Huntington Beach is a little bit more expensive than other cities around, but we're looking to relocate. So we're working on that. If anybody out there knows or can connect with us to see if there's a way to po or possibly relocate over here in the area or even open up, a, just like uh, Matt and Jake, they had a, the warehouse. We're looking for a location so we can start having our meetings, start having our, our services, um, hopefully in the, this coming year. Okay. Um, yeah, for us, it's, um, there's, there's a few ways to get involved. Um, one thing that comes to mind is we, last year we did a, about 170 events. So we were, we were feeding a group of people the size of 60 to 70 groups of people um, almost three times a week. And so uh, meals is, a, is actually like a huge ministry for us, providing meals. Um, so we have a, a, a mother that's, that's starting to coordinate those and trying to schedule that out because oftentimes it looks like a, um, you know, one of our events is coming up and it starts in an hour and Jake and I look at each other like, oh man, what are we going to cook? And so we're race, racing to the grocery store and buying cheap hot dogs and it's, it's, it's always a, a huge weight off of our shoulders to just have that partnership. 
because um, that's it's a ministry of in and of itself is the amount of um, meals we provide every every year. Um, so that's one way that that is actually pretty huge to get involved. Um, another way is 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 if you wanted to volunteer, um, we take our 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 we have volunteers for for different. Um, service projects and things like that, um, but, but if you're becoming a committed volunteer, it's, it's actually a, a bigger deal. It's, it's something that you're committing um, for at least a year to. We, we, have, we have you sign a year contract saying um, that you're committed to, to, to walking with these kids for, for at least a year, because um, a lot of times um, the kids have you know, no consistency. They'll have someone in their life pouring into them and, and, and loving on them, and it's like, oh, you know, I, I, I had to leave. A job came up, or you know, I got a girlfriend, and I, I don't want—I don't want to come here on a Monday night anymore. And um, so, so volunteering is is uh, is amazing. Um, it's something that you can volunteer for any of our. We have about seven ministries that are running um, full time through the through the community center now. So that's something you could always do, um, no matter no matter the age. The the kids the. Um, the kids are between junior high and high school is what we focus on, but if you're consistent, they're going to love you. No matter what your age is, whether you're young or old, um, they're going to love you because you're, you're there and you're, you're present and you're going to continue to show up. Um, so that's always an opportunity. Um, the other one is, is finances. We, it's amazing to see where we've gotten to um, with very little money. <laughs> so it's been, a, it's been a God story the in, entire time, and it's been a story of, of really just trusting that God will provide. Um, and that's, it's been a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice, and um, it doesn't, doesn't come easy. So that's always another way, too. And then, obviously, prayer. Um, prayer is the, the one prayer that we've always had for Common Ground is help. It's a simple prayer. Um, it's always been, God, help us. Um, when we didn't have any money to, um, you know, buy, find electricity in our, in our <laughs> building, because I'm not an electrician, it was, God, help us, because um, we don't have lights. And God provided an electrician that was able to do it for free. Um, when we, you know, we're dealing with city permitting and all that, it was, God, help us. Um, and so just, just continue to pray for um, continue to pray for us that God would just continue to help us because he, he's, he's faithful and he's, he's shown that throughout the last five years or six years. Mm. So. Want to add anything, Jake? Um, I can just think of, we have Restore HB, we're on that too. Um, we're going to be cleaning out um, weeds grow through anything as we're finding out and um, <laughs> like they're coming up through our turf and just watching the soccer game yesterday that we had is just like, I don't even know how these kids are playing in this there's like weeds up to here and the ball is rolling through it. And so we're going to be doing a lot of cleanup on the field that needs a lot of attention. Um, we're going to be getting ready for our surf camp that starts um, in July. So um, we take, like Matt said, 60 to 70 kids out. So we have a sleeping bags for all of them because um, none of them have sleeping bags or tents. So we provide a lot of that stuff. So we'll be washing a lot of the sleeping bags, making sure the tents are all cleaned and, and, and there's nothing inside of them. And, uh, and just organizing a lot of that stuff. So those are just some things that we'll be doing. It's not nothing intense, but um, we could use help with that. So. so this is an opportunity for us, guys. This isn't just about um, a, a one-time, let's, let's give some money. Let's, this isn't just about let's pray, though we are going to pray. This is an invitation into an ongoing relationship 
which is what I talked about that I think God calls us into a partnership. And this is a part of our community. These are our neighbors. And uh, I, I hope we're going to take advantage of that. I know that we're party, planning on building. We already have built into our budget. We're part of the coalition of churches to help that church get planted. But it's more than money. And as things come up beyond our prayers for you and your family, we want to be a part of that. And I hope that in our budget we can think about being a part of common ground. But again, it's more than money. I hope that in the different layers you've heard, uh, and we're going to continue to put out information of if you want to make that year-long commitment to volunteer, um, we can partner in terms of food, you heard. There's different tangible things that we can provide. Um, and I just, I'm excited. And I, because sometimes, you know, we as, and this is another lesson we've learned, we can really rack our brains, bang our head against the wall, or just be, you know, praying, Lord, what can we do? And we think we have to create something. And the reality is there's, there are things that God's already creating that he's inviting us into. And I think both in terms of common ground and I think in terms of this opportunity for a church to get planted, Yuli and Abraham and their family committing to that, these are things where we don't have to create something. We just have to enter into what God's already creating. And so I, again, want to thank you guys so much for coming. And before they leave, we're going to pray over them as we've been doing. So I want to invite our elders to come up. I have two people from staff who are going to lead us in prayer during this time. We want to pray for each of you, uh, your families. We want to pray for the ministry of Common Ground, but we also want to pray for the church, and we want to pray for the community of Oakview. So as our elders...